Hey friends, if you wish you weren't hearing an ad right now, then straight after you listen to this episode, head over to watchnebula.com slash not overthinking with a little hyphen thing in between the not and the overthinking. So watchnebula.com slash not dash overthinking. Through Nebula, you'll firstly get access to all of our podcast episodes ad-free. Secondly, you'll see exclusive content from me and a load of other educational-ish creators. And thirdly, it directly supports this podcast. So you'll incentivize me and Tame to record more episodes. My name is Ali, I'm a doctor and YouTuber. I'm Taymor, I'm a data scientist and writer. And you're listening to Not Overthinking, the weekly podcast where we think about happiness, creativity, and the human condition. Hello, welcome back to Not Overthinking. Ali, how are you doing this week? Oh, I'm doing absolutely fantastically. I've started a new job. I'm on my psychiatry placement. Life is good. What about you? Nice. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. We had a, we went to an Ed Sheeran concert yesterday. That was a, a novel cultural experience for me. You, you've been to a few concerts before. I've been to a few before. I went to the Taylor Swift Hyde Park one several years ago, which was all right, but it had very much outdoor vibes, which I wasn't a really huge fan of. But then recently I went to the Hugh Jackman concert at the O2 Arena in London, and that was just absolutely incredible. And now... Um, I kind of get when I say a concert was quote absolutely incredible. <laughs> I sound like people <laughs> who I would have kind of scoffed at in the past were being like, "Oh come on, absolutely incredible! What are you talking about?" But yeah. like genuinely, this Hugh Jackman concert like a few months ago was absolutely sick, and there were several songs where like the whole audience was like singing along and standing up, and I actually had tears in my eyes on several of the oh. several of the numbers. Um, so that's how I would define that as being incredible. And I just love Ed Sheeran; he's my favorite kind of artist of all time. But I'm not sure the outdoor arena vibe is as good as the indoor arena vibe. Yeah, I have some thoughts about that. But before we get into this, um, a couple of bits of housekeeping. The first is that we are now... I think as of two weeks ago, we're now reading a review at the start of each uh, episode. And so there was a really good review that was left by Detroit underscore 96 uh, on the 8th, on the 5th of August, um, my birthday. Uh, the review was titled, Definitely a Good Podcast. Um, and Detroit says, I started watching from Ali's YouTube and thought I'd give the podcast a try. I never really got into podcasts before, but I really like this one and I'm almost caught up with the most recent one. I like how the two are more, more like relaxed and casual rather than being super formal, have some kind of acted out attitude which I find in some podcasts. They're not trying to teach me anything or tell me what's right, which might be something some people would like. But for me, I like how they just chat on their own with the topic and it gives me a catalyst to thinking of how I think about the topic. Sometimes I agree, discovering a new perspective, which is nice. While others, I just listen and think that people have different thoughts. Overall, it's a comfortable, nice podcast. I hope they keep going on. This was, this is like the, I, my, my favorite kind of review. Okay, why is that? <laughs> you know that I don't like the whole advice giving thing. And like, yeah, my, my whole, yeah, my whole goal with this would be to basically provide a catalyst for people to do their own thinking about stuff, you know? We, you know, we just like talk about a topic, spark, you know, it sparks some thoughts within whoever's listening, um, and it helps people kind of think about the topic themselves and reach their own conclusions. And, and that's that's exactly what I'd like this to be. And it seems like Detroit96 agrees and gets it. So this made me really, really happy. So thank you, uh, Detroit96. Okay, uh, I'm not going to rail against your uh, anti-advice giving mentality. Yeah, we, in we've this done episode. that many times. We've <laughs> done that many a time. Um, for the record, I think giving advice about things that we feel comfortable giving advice about is absolutely fine. Um, um, when it comes to things like, you know, how do we make friends and stuff? I think that's more of a, you know, an arena in which it's more about sharing, sharing different perspectives and people can come to their own conclusions. But if it's, for example, an episode about, you know, how do I read more? And most people reading this uh, and most people listening to this podcast would not necessarily be reading five books a week. Yes, fine. All right. Okay. You know, we've been, we've been through we, this. We, we've been through this. Okay. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? <laughs> that was a nice review from Detroit. Thank you, Detroit. You're the best. Uh, okay. So this week, there is something I, 
wanted to talk about. So after this Ed Sheeran concert, we had like a four hour drive home from Leeds. And there was sort of four of us who went, me and you and a couple of our friends, right? And it kind of, you know, obviously after the concert, we had a, you know, a retrospective, a, a sort of post-concert analysis, right? Yeah. About like how we felt about the whole thing. Um, and naturally I had some thoughts about the concert. <laughs> okay. Um, and okay, I'll tell you my thoughts and then we can sort of get into it. My thoughts were that... Uh, so Lewis Capaldi came on before Ed just for a, like a half an hour warm up set uh, for those of you who don't know Lewis Capaldi is the guy who sings that song Some, Somebody to Love I need somebody to hear somebody to know somebody to hear somebody to hold you know that one like, you would have heard it it was like number one on the charts for several weeks yeah yeah, yeah. really popular song anyway I, I didn't really know much about this guy I haven't really listened to his music but it was really cool because I mean he, he, he went up there and sang like three or four songs or whatever but in between he was just kind of chatting to the audience and bantering and stuff and kind of making jokes and he was genuinely funny um and seemed like a chill guy and he was like trying to connect with the audience so that was i thought that was sick and i thought man concerts are great if this is what happens and i expected that ed would come on and have a similar thing where yes obviously during the two hour set he will play you know 10 or 12 of his songs or whatever it is but i thought like the main appeal for this kind of thing would be to kind of connect with ed rather than just hear him play his songs because i mean i i can listen to his songs in better quality in my room on spotify right you kind of i would have thought you go to like a live event to to feel some kind of connection with the performer and feel some kind of connection with your sort of fellow human beings who are there in this shared experience with you. And I kind of felt like Ed did not, I, I don't know, I, I didn't really feel the connection and it didn't feel like most of the crowd felt the connection either. He just kind of was up there singing his songs. He said maybe like one sort of canned line in between each song of like, oh, this is a song I wrote at this time, whatever. Um, I, but there wasn't much like chit-chatting and connection. Whereas when I've been to other things, you know, like if you go to the theater or if you go to like see Darren Brown or something, yes, they're, they're obviously giving the same show every single night to a slightly different audience. But I, you know, watching Darren Brown, I did genuinely feel there was a connection and I felt like the whole audience was together connecting with Darren. And I didn't feel that with, with Ed. Okay, so I was quite... Um I was quite uncomfortable when you were saying all these things in the car. Really? Because what I had going through my head was, look, we've literally just spent a whole day coming to this concert. We spent like, you know, 300 pounds on tickets between the four of us. We've driven four hours to Leeds, for God's sake of all places, and then come all the way back. And it seemed as if kind of poking holes in the experience was just counterproductive. Like it's it's not as if you're you're writing a feedback email to send to Ed and, you know, explain like, look, bro, I think you should connect with the audience more. It's just, you're just having a negative run about this experience that we've all just been through where it seems to serve no real purpose. Um, and that is what, that was why when you were like, Ali, what do you think? I was like, oh, well, you know, I, I thought it was good because I had these kind of thoughts going through my head that I don't want to be overly negative about this experience. Plus I just love Ed and everything about him. So yeah, okay. So th- I'm, I'm glad you made that comment because the topic i wanted to talk about this week is negativity and disagreement and like before before making that comment or that rant in the car i kind of thought long and hard about like okay (laughs) right house of thoughts (laughs) what is there any point in me voicing these yeah um and i thought i thought it would be interesting to uh to see what to see what the rest of you guys thought about it because I think like, yeah, for a while, my, my policy on, on negativity has been basically not you know, that sort of making any kind of negative comments or sort of, um, yeah, anything like that about an experience or about anything is just 
sort of pointless. It doesn't really achieve anything. I think when I was younger, I used to do it a lot. And I don't know. I don't know. I think it ties into the whole uh, episode one thing of wanting to score points and like be correct and sort of scoring like criticism points. Whereas now I think crit criticism is extremely cheap and mostly worthless. Um, and so I kind of gen generally feel like there's no point voicing any negativity about anything. Yeah, that's that's the vibe that I have about about most things in life. So I recently, like as of a few months ago, started routinely, well, not routinely, but occasionally going to the cinema by myself. And one thing that I really like about going to the cinema by myself is that there is no post-film rep retrospective. Because <laughs> I, I usually have a very low, low bar for enjoying a film. Like if it's got the Marvel logo at the front <laughs> and that comic book stripe kind of go... Yeah, oh, that's so cool at the start. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah. sick. But if, if it's got that logo, you know, chances are I'm going to enjoy the film. Even something that was, you know, critically acclaimed as being bad, like Batman versus Superman, even something like Game of Thrones that the latest season was, you know, everyone was like, oh my God, I hate Game of Thrones. I thought, you know what? It's actually pretty good. I quite enjoyed it. And I don't, I don't enjoy it when people are poking holes in, in stuff. And I certainly don't want to be the guy that is being negative about this creative pursuit that I have no idea how much effort it took to, because like, you know, as you said, criticism is cheap and easy. It's so easy to sit there and criticize something without having any appreciation for the amount of effort, the amount of, you know, manpower, you know, everything that's, that's gone into it. And as you said, it just seems to serve no real purpose. Um, so I'm very much in that camp, but I wonder if there is, if, if that's, if that's too extreme of you to hold. Yeah, I get what you mean about the movie thing. I, uh, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I really hate it when like you come out of a movie and and if it's like a space movie or something, uh, then, you know, people are like, oh my God, that was so unrealistic. That's not how black holes work or whatever, you know? It's yeah. just like the worst thing. <laughs> so I, I, I agree that I don't, I don't really like the sort of post film or whatever uh, critique. Okay, so w what prompted you to, uh, <laughs> you know, launch a tirade against Ed Sheeran and his <laughs> lack of connectivity with the audience? Because you would have presumably had all these thoughts before being like, right, guys, <laughs> what do we all think about how this concert went? <laughs> I'll share my views first. <laughs> I don't think that's how it went. I think I asked, hey, guys, so what did we think about that? No one answered. And then, and then later, later on, I brought it up again and then said my views. <laughs> Um, I think the reason I did it was because partly because I felt I've been feeling for a while this, this whole like blanket ban on negativity that I've kind of tried to implement is a bit too far and that sh surely there is some value you know it, there is value in having interesting discussions about things and how we feel about things and what we think about things okay so so and, and and I suppose from your perspective having never really been to a concert before you were thinking you know is this is this normal yeah 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 exactly yeah it was like my my first sort of concert or whatever you'd been to a few i think paul had been to one or two shweb had been to one or two and so yeah it was partly just like you know genuinely what did you guys think because i don't know maybe i'm doing it wrong or something maybe i'm expecting too much or something like that but even even if that weren't the case it feels kind of weird to have a blanket ban on neg like why okay let's say you come out of a film and people are talking about it why does why is making positive comments like any different to making negative why, why aren't any kind of comments just seen as like you know getting your fellow human beings thoughts on x thing you know if it's like a negative comment why does that put a downer on it for you somehow okay so that's a good point um if it's just a case of i want to i want to hear your thoughts on it just uh, connect with my fellow human being then i think that's that's one thing 
the problem with it being, I want to get your thoughts on this, and this is what I thought about it that was negative, is that I feel like it would tarnish your retrospective enjoyment of the event. Because a big part about kind of happiness is the the sort of selective memories that we create about certain events. Um, in actually, in in last week's of my in in last week's issue of my email newsletter, which you can subscribe to at email.aliabdal.com, I was referencing a blog post that some skiing a professional skiing guy had had written, where he was talking about different types of fun. And he said this type one fun, which is like, you know, the pure hanging out with your mates, you know, having a great time, playing video games type of fun. Then there's type two fun, which is sort of trekking up a difficult mountain. And at the end of it, you're like, damn, I'm really glad I did that. And then over time, as you look back on your memories of that trek up the mountains, you forget the negative bits. And, you know, the fact it was cold and wet and miserable, and you just remember the enjoyment aspect of it. So, so actively reminding ourselves that, oh, actually, you know, it was pretty wet and grim and miserable going up this mountain, I think is self-sabotage in a way, because we are responsible for the story that we tell ourselves about these events. And so if we are taking a negative stance on them, we're literally just snaking ourselves. Like there is nothing to be gained from that unless we're kind of doing valid criticism, which is why I don't like this negativity thing. But I, I, I take your point that, you know, what if you are just getting getting your fellow people's thoughts about, you know, how was Rupert Grint's acting in that scene? Yeah, no, no. So I, I totally agree about like, you know, most of the kind of value we get out of events and holidays and things like that is like looking forward to it beforehand and then like reminiscing on it afterwards. I, I agree with that. And so I think, I, th I think, yeah, I agree with what you're saying, but I wonder why it's the case that basically it seems like making, you know, quote comment uh, positive comments and quote negative comments why why are there these two categories of positive and negative that like tarnish our uh sort of reminiscing about these experiences why is it not just you know we went to this ed sheeran thing we had this experience there are some thoughts associated with it like you can i think you can i mean i certainly found it really it was my first concert it was really interesting i'm really glad i went um and so even though i you know i had those thoughts that like i didn't really connect with ed i didn't feel like ed was really speaking directly to me or whatever you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even though <laughs> he didn't personally give me a hug, <laughs> I can I, I still think it was an interesting okay. and valuable experience. So like why why have this whole positive versus negative thing where you're trying to like evaluate something? Okay, so you're saying you're uh, dissociating your experience of the event from the sort of the thoughts you're having about it afterwards, and whether you're saying and and if you're saying something like oh well I didn't really feel he connected with the audience, that doesn't really take away from the fact that overall it was a it was a very positive and interesting kind of experience that you're glad you did even though you might not want to do it again. Yeah, exactly. So you're saying you're dissociating those two things. So it doesn't necessarily have to be the case that uh, kind of quote, criticizing it afterwards would actually impact on your retrospective enjoyment of the event. Yeah, why? Uh, yeah, I guess like, why, sh why should like criticism affect our retrospective enjoyment of it? You know, why are positive and negative like categories here is what I'm really asking. Do you know what I mean? Well, because that's the way you're phrasing it. You're like, uh, something happened, an event happened, and you're saying, I wish it were different. <laughs> you're okay. doing that classic thing of, you know, happiness equals expectation expectations minus reality. The reality was a certain thing and your expectations or your hopes of that were higher that, oh, I wish Ed had given me, personally given me a hug. I wish Ed had, you know, sounded as if he was physically speaking to me directly. Yeah. Uh, and that would have increased my enjoyment of this event. After the fact, now, you know, once once the event has already happened, which is why when when that becomes a negative delta, <laughs> then that becomes a negative thing. Okay. Which is yeah, why positive fine. and negative exists. So I don't really get the point that you're making. Yeah, I guess it just feels kind of off to suppress like, you know, parts of your thoughts and feelings sort of indiscriminately just because like when you look back on things they'll be happier or something it feels it feels a bit off doesn't it if it, it feels a bit off um i wonder if 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 there is something something valuable to that though so um 
for example, we all know people who are who who who, who in general we would describe as positive, and we both know people. We all know people who would in general we describe as negative. Yeah, and we'd probably suggest that you know if we could look internally, the positive people are probably having a happier time of life more so than than the negative people are. Yes, and like you know people people would certainly describe me as being positive. In fact, uh, I gave some thank you cards to like several uh, senior doctors that I was working with in my previous job. And a lot of them texted me saying that your positive attitude was really nice. And, you know, the, the, the word positive has been described to my attitude a lot. And I put that down to a lot of the fact that I just don't complain about anything. Even if I'm feeling bad about how something went, I just tend not to complain about it. And I think that it's it's kind of that concept in neuroscience. You know, this this thing of the more, the, 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 there's a phrase that uh, axons that fire together, wire together. So the more kind of in your brain, the more positive thoughts you have, the more your brain then gets wired for positive thoughts and emotions. The more negative thoughts you have, the more complaining you do, the more your brain like physically gets wired for negative thoughts and emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I and back so that. Having this, for example, this blanket ban on any sort of negativity, any sort of complaining at all, 100%, I think overall does a lot of us more good than, you know, the slight 1% intellectual interestingness we'd gain from critiquing whether Ed was really connecting with Tamer or not. <laughs> okay, yeah, I agree. So, like, I, I think, like, I think the blanket ban on negativity is good and a good solution. Mm. But I think there are... I think it could do with some nuance as to when it's valuable to like have these, you know, critique kind of discussions and when it's valuable to not. And I, I think the vast majority of the time it is not valuable, just to be clear. I think it is mostly pointless to uh, sort of complain about things and, and you know, kind of. Yeah, that, that, I think negativity is mostly pointless, but it feels weird to say that it's always pointless. And for example, if all of us had come out of that concert thinking, oh, that was kind of rubbish, but in the car, it was like, so what do we think, lads? I was like, yep, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's weird, right? Like, yeah, I feel okay, like I we would all have had a, had, a, had like a nicer time in the car yeah. if we like shared the experience of like, oh, that was actually kind of underwhelming, wasn't yeah. it? You know? Okay, yeah. So I, obviously I there's some nuance to be found here. Fine, okay, let's, so let's find that nuance. Um, hmm. <laughs> You make a good point now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> because like like I I have found a lot of I found a lot of uh, mileage in connecting with people when I found out that a lot of my friends also didn't enjoy house parties. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've connected with lots of people. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you know, I actually I actually felt kind of uncomfortable. I didn't really like the fact that I had to talk to all these people. Like, oh my god, I feel the same way. And you get yeah. this like, and that would be classed as negativity. And, that, and a blanket yeah, yeah. ban on negativity would not allow that to happen. Precisely. Damn. Okay. So where's the nuance here? When when is it okay to be quote negative? I think like the thing is being negative kind of feels good. <laughs> it's you get like. A, you know, you know what I mean. You get like this sick sort of pleasure from like, you know, <laughs> you know, putting Ed Sheeran down. <laughs> you, sco you, you score the criticism points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you you score some like criticism, and so like, uh, yeah, I think if you're like, yeah, I think ultimately a large part of sort of life and stuff, etc., is uh, <laughs> life and stuff, etc. Okay, yeah, keep going. Uh, is to like connect with your fellow man. <laughs> I, okay, yes, that's where I say this. <laughs> Every episode, I say some kind of line like this. Um, and so like, okay, I think it's bad to, for, it's bad to like go on a negative rant, for example, let's say like you, you are at an event, um, yeah. and you know, people seem to kind of be having a good, like the rest of the group seems to kind of be having a good time and you're not having, you're not having a great time or whatever. Mm. I think it would definitely not be the time and the place to be like, guys, this is rubbish. You know, I, let's yeah. do something else. <laughs> yeah. That, I think that's definitely a bad time to be negative. Although having said that, um, there have been instances, for example, when we're, we're at like at a party or something and someone suggests playing Monopoly and everyone's kind of like, oh yeah, okay. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone needs to be the one to say, okay, all right, <laughs> you know, all right, lads, I'm just going to say it. 
I'm not personally keen on Monopoly and I just want to know if anyone else is in the same boat. And then you find that everyone else is also not keen yeah, on Monopoly, yeah, but yeah. we're just kind of acquiescing just, just to be positive. Yeah, that's actually so funny when that yeah. happens. It's like, it's really obvious as well. Because like the rest of the room is like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we could. <laughs> okay, so there, there definitely is some, some kind of nuance to this never be negative thing. Okay, is it the difference between complaining and the thing that is voicing your opinions about something, but that is not necessarily complaining. Yeah, I feel, I feel like that might be it. So what's the, what's the word for voicing your opinion on something that, but, 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 but also not complaining about it? Complaining versus analysis. <laughs> yeah, sort of like neutral dispassionate analysis. <laughs> neutral dispassionate analysis, yeah, NDP. <laughs> no, oh, was it NDA? <laughs> NDA, yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, so complaining versus NDA. Um, okay, no, no, no. I have, so I, I'd like to question that a little bit. So let's, Let's just let's assume that like okay for example yesterday I thought the concert was okay to be honest I didn't even go for Ed Sheeran or anything I went to have like a good time with the lads bit of a road trip kind of yeah just hang out with the boys and actually incidentally on that note on on the way back from services we struck up conversation with some some lady from up north and she said uh, have uh, have a safe drive lads afterwards and we were like yes yes more lads <laughs> she called us lads oh my god yeah I felt really valid yeah that was that was that was the dream <laughs> I've, been, I've been wanting to be a lad all the time. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, that was nice. So your reason for going to the trip uh, was not Ed Sheeran. My reason, uh, yeah, you know, You're not my as reason. addicted it to Ed was, Sheeran as I am. Yeah, it was a low social optionality kind of thing with the boys. That's why I went. And the Ed Sheeran thing was just like an interesting novel cultural experience that I'd never kind of been part of before. Okay. And so me voicing my cons- like my NDA. That, yeah. that what, what I'm saying in the car, the thing my rant was actually N- NDA. Yeah, it wasn't complaining. It was more like you know. Wait, what does it, it stand for again? Neutral, neutral dispassionate, dispassionate analysis. analysis. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So my rant in the car was purely NDA. And like, if if every, if there was an understanding between the four of us that we all had a good time and yeah. like, you know, we're not we're not actually down about it or whatever. We, we'd have a, a good time even if we thought Ed Sheeran was crap. Yeah. If there was that understanding, then voicing concerns or like, yeah, even quote unquote complaining would be fine because you know that like, you know, we're not here for the thing. We're just here to hang out with each other. Everything else is like, you know, oh, so on the side. So, so, it's, it's, so, so it's not that you're complaining about, oh, you know, this was a really shit trip guys yeah 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 uh, the, the company wasn't very good <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's kind of the main reason that you've you've come on the thing whereas yeah. being like oh you know ed sheeran's connection with the audience was a, was a bit lackluster yeah exactly and so if the i mean i like to think i mostly operate in that way where like i don't know i just don't go to i i typically do things for the social aspect rather than for the whatever experience aspect and so if there is an understanding let's say there was an understanding between every person in the world that everyone kind of operates in this sort of always having a good time kind of thing regardless of like whether Ed Sheeran connects with them or not yeah. then any kind of complaining would be fine because it's like complaining with the f- with, with the sort of preface that like by the way I had a good time and I'm really glad to be here now Ed Sheeran sucks <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. If you could preface any negative, it's any like whatever negativity, whatever. <laughs> yeah, with something like with like you yeah. know <laughs> <laughs> some uh, so, so, some kind of disclaimer. Yeah. Huh. Does that fix it? Does that fix it? So w- what are so? I mean, I've I've had the conversation with several friends about about the about the concept of complaining, and I think complaining itself would possibly make for for a separate episode but essentially like you know when when doctors hang out in the doctor's mess there's a, often a lot of complaining that, go, that that goes on like oh guys you know it's been such a terrible night the rotors i mean the, the hospital's understaffed and therefore i've had so much to do and i just had a cardiac arrest and it went, went, went really badly and stuff i always think that there is some branch of complaining that is constructive and then there is some branch of complaining that's destructive yeah and i'm never sure where the line is between the two like i know when i see it but i want to be able to you know 
prospectively define yeah. that line. Yeah. So is it actually just a, a difference of complaining versus NDA. neutral dispassionate analysis NDA? So last year, I went to this like pack softball thing at Cambridge. Yep. You were there. You were singing on stage, I think, at one point. I was there with a bunch of people. Genuinely, I'm not a huge fan of these kinds of events. I typically go for the sort of partial social aspect. Uh, and while I was there, I was not really having a great time. It was kind of like, I, I was kind of bored or whatever. Oh. And there was an urge to complain, not NDA. There was oh. an urge to genu- genuinely complain. Oh, interesting. Like, uh, uh, you know, why are we here kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think, I, I hope I suppressed it. I can't remember. I, I'm, I I like to think I suppressed it, but I think that would have been a true complaint rather than an NDA. Okay. So what's the difference between, between the two? But to be honest, even if it was, even if I was voicing NDA at that during the event, it would have still been a downer on the whole thing for everyone else. And so like... There is like a, you know, there's always a vibe and you don't want to be a downer on the vibe. Ah, here it is. Here it is. All right, here we go. Oh my God, I've got it. (laughs) (laughs) You want to amplify the vibe. If the vibe is like positive and everyone's having a good time and you jump in complaining or NDA, you're not going to be amplifying the vibe. You're going to be like dampening the vibe. If the vibe is like doctor's mess, everyone's had a rough day, Feel it feels good to just like let out some steam and talk about, I don't know, how, how bad your patient was or something. Then it's like a, it's like a complaint. Complaining is the wrong word, but it's like a negative vibe. And so if you're like, actually guys, I think we should take a step back and think about how lucky we all are. You know, we have a really good opportunity here to help people, blah, blah, blah. Like in the middle of everyone having a nice old complaint <laughs> about rot, thing. Yeah. <laughs> you're sort of uh, dampening the vibe yeah. and so it's about like amplifying the vibe feeling the vibe and amplifying it I don't know man what <laughs> that was really good I thought yeah that was really good but we're thinking about how to do better and be better or something like that as, <laughs> as, as you put on our podcast like website or something and I wonder if for example, for example, you can imagine imagine the situation in like you know a doctor's office on a ward where there's just a lot, like lots of complaining going on. Whether amplifying that vibe is really the way to do better and tend to be better, mm. or whether it is a case of you know being the bigger man as such and being like, okay, I mean we've had a bad time, but we've got to play the hand that we're dealt, guys. <laughs> we're, still, we're still doing a reasonable job. At least we've got a roof over our heads and got air conditioning on, and we've got some food and some free tea in the doctor's mess. Come on, let's let's be positive about this. You yeah. think people would appreciate that? Like everyone's having like, look, it feels it feels good to have a collective complaint, whatever whatever the word is, NDA slash complaint. It feels good, yeah. and if you're that guy who's like actually guys i think we should be positive blah, blah, blah. i don't think anyone else in the room is going to appreciate it i think like i think it's 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 sort of like the conflict between short term and long term right okay no but uh, on 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 that point let's say you're in the same situation and people are backbiting or gossiping about someone else no one's going to appreciate if you're like if you change the subject actually actually guys i think it's, it's not right that we're we're speaking negatively about this person if we've got a problem we should tell them to their face yeah. no one's going to appreciate yeah, that yeah, yeah. and yet it would be objectively the good thing to do yes uh, yeah and so i think it comes down to short term versus long term like for example having the kind of complete Plainy sessions in the doctor's mess is like it's like short-term fun but if that becomes like the culture and outlook all the time that's obviously bad that's long-term bad yeah exactly i think i mean i think like sort of backbiting and sort of gossiping about people is very short-term fun is is it's it's short-term fun but it's extreme it, it's fun it, it's much more dangerous short-term fun than just having a good old complaint about the, the hospital being understaffed you know that's like harmless short-term fun as long as it you know basically i think you can have those kinds of sessions as long as you also bear in mind that it's having a generally positive outlook or whatever, a positive vibe is probably sort of more long-term good. You know what I mean? Uh, I know what you mean, uh, but I like to have blanket rules. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I like to have a blanket rule saying that complaining in 100% of circumstances is bad, unless with with the caveat that that unless it's sort of constructive complaining that will actually change yeah. change your behavior or change management in some way. Um, you know, for example, if someone's complaining about sexual harassment from their boss, that's the sort of thing that is you know reasonable to voice to other people because then people can be like, oh my god, I had the same experience, blah yeah, blah blah, of course. whatever. Absolutely. You know, so with that, uh, apart from those situations in which it's actually going to change something, you know, complaining about how the hospital is, un- is understaffed or complaining about a fellow colleague and how they're incompetent, whatever line of complaint you're on i don't think it's helpful to amplify amplify that vibe so you disagree with my like vibe theory i'm not sure i i mean i it, it i think it depends what moral lens we're looking at this through are we are we saying that a net a net positive action is one which which the group as a whole appreciates in which case your vibe theory is spot on or are we saying that the net positive action is what kant would have us believe you know if everyone in the world were to do this thing then would it be the right thing to do it probably wouldn't be the right thing to do if everyone in the world were to amplify the negativity yeah, of yeah, complaining yeah. about understanding yeah sure but look it, it, it comes back to like it's it's a vibe theory with a short-term versus long-term nuance. So, for example, if you had a blanket policy of always being positive, and every time, you know, on, a, on like a, a, a late on a Friday evening when everyone wants to go home but they're stuck in the doctor's mess and everyone's complaining, if you're always the guy who's like, actually, guys, we should be positive, blah blah blah, I think that would be worse than if in that in that particular situation you just kind of join in and amplify the vibe. Okay, I think the ideal and like well, what I'd like to think I would do in that situation is not amplify the vibe. Okay, just like not partake. Uh, partake but in a way that does not necessarily amplify the vibe okay because the problem with vibe vibe amplification is that you know um i'm thinking back to circumstances when i was in in undergrad and we'd get certain groups of people together who would start you know complaining about something or the other you know controversial why is my curriculum so white and then it, it, it would become an echo chamber of sorts where everyone is amplifying amplifying the negative vibe and everyone is trying to come up with various microaggressions that they've felt through because their curriculum being too white and in those circumstances, if that if that leads to action, it leads to leads to change. Then yeah, fair enough. I'm all for that. But in most, in 99% of instances, it didn't. And I think therefore the vibe vibe amplification. Yeah, it's. But don't you think they all had a good time? Like you know, it's it's cathartic to share you know share your feelings about how you know you think your curriculum is I mean, yeah, too white or whatever. It's, it's cathartic to, to to smoke and to drink and to, to get drunk and to drown your I'm woes. I'm sure, in but vodka. there are there are <laughs> obvious negative externalities with those. Whereas yeah. having a good old rant against the white man who doesn't. <laughs> love that <laughs> I think there are less obvious negative externalities about having a good rant against a negative white man uh, against, against the white man more because it's the fact that it's a negative rant rather than the fact that it's against the white man yeah but it just comes back to like negativity being like being ba- being short term fun and long term bad I and so if someone were to be in a binge drinking scenario would you think you know what lads I'm going to amplify the vibe by always looking for <laughs> binge drinking maybe you would but I would argue that you know net it's probably a net negative <laughs> Yeah, sure. I don't know where we, where we were going with this. So we, okay, so let's let's backtrack a bit. So we're saying that NDA, neutral dispassionate yeah. analysis of events, normally retrospectively, like after the fact, is is reasonable. Provide you know with the um with the like with the with the disclaimer that everyone knows that this is NDA and not yeah. and not just so complaining. We're making a dis- yeah. You don't want to be a downer on the mood. Yeah, we're making a distinction between two types of negativity: NDA, n- neutral dispassionate analysis, <laughs> and complaining. Yes. And so NDA is fine negativity, and complaining is not fine negativity, with a few caveats, like unless it actually leads to some change. So what's the difference again between complaining? 
getting an NDA? And uh, I mean, apart from so, so, so complaining is like if I came out of the Ed Sheeran concert and I was complaining, then you guys would maybe feel a bit bad that I didn't have a good time or whatever. Yeah. And it would be kind of a downer. Whereas if it's understood that I'm having a good time regardless, and this is it's NDA, a purely neutral, dispassionate. It's it's not that you had a bad time. It's yeah. that you were just doing an interesting analysis. Yeah. Without bringing emotions into it. Yeah. And like you know, then that's fine. Even though like it's on the outside might seem like negative. I am actually not attaching any sort of judgment to my that thing. Okay. So non non judgmental in a way. So uh, is our blanket statement then <laughs> that it's always good to be non judgmental? <laughs> no, I, I, I think judge, I should I I use the wrong word there. I don't think judgmental is the right word for this discussion. But okay, like if you came out of a film yep. and everyone was like, "That was a sick film," you know, everyone loved it, and it was understood that everyone loved it, and then at some point later that evening, you know, once the film vibe had had concluded, yeah, and you're in a new vibe, yeah, and then someone talks about, hmm, it was interesting how they, uh, you know, that character was very two dimensional. <laughs> You know what? I, I, don't know. I don't know what film critics say. Yeah. Okay. That that would be fine, right? Or would you still think, oh crap, I should have gone. I knew, I knew, I should have gone to the film myself. I hate my bits. <laughs> I think that's fine. Um, it's fine because it's not detracting from the fil- original from, film vibe. From, from the vibe. This look. Vibe theory. I, I think NDA versus complain is a good distinction. I still think my vibe theory is good. That is generally good to amplify the vibe with some caveats about like not reinforcing a environment which is long-term bad for everyone. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I can I can get on board with that because in in the situation where it's like where the guys like oh actually uh, I don't know if anyone else agrees but I thought Jack Sparrow was a bit two dimensional. Yeah. Um, that is at that point NDA. Yeah. And that is at that point a way of connecting. You know, just adding adding some. You know, just just making conversation. Just yeah, chatting. <laughs> yeah, just like talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Without worrying. Whereas if he if immediately after exiting the film, everyone's like, oh my god, Jack Sparrow, like yeah. freaking love Jack Sparrow, and you're like, oh actually, I thought he's a bit two dimensional. Yeah. Then you become a downer on the mood, yeah, and no one likes that. You're like. Okay. okay, so I think this is a good point to end on. So we've got this distinction between complaining versus NDA, and we have this, this we have this idea of vibe theory. Can you talk about vibe theory again, just as a reminder? So I, what I is think, vibe theory? I, I, yeah, I think it. I feel like a, a general good guideline in most social situations is to amplify whatever the vibe is. So if everyone else is like very positive and obviously having a good time, then even if you are not having a good time, it is, you know, you shouldn't voice that because you would be sort of uh, dampening the existing positive vibes. And oftentimes, you know, if everyone's having negative vibes and they're sort of soaking in it, then being the guy who's like, you know, actually guys, let's be positive, or whatever, is often not great. And the whole group will probably have a better time if you amplify the the, even even the negative vibe with the caveat that you don't want to sort of uh, create a, lo- a, lo- a long-term kind of bad environment where everyone's constantly negative. Um, so now that you've re- rephrased that, I like vibe theory in the positive version of it. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like the the negative corollary to vibe to your vibe theory. You know, this idea that you should be amplifying negative vibes because that encourages people to amplify backbiting. And unless you can insert a nuanced clause into there that says, but not in this, 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 or this circumstance. Backbiting is just a special case. What do you mean it's just a special case? So it's a special it's like, case that you wouldn't want to amplify. Yeah, sure. If everyone's sitting around and chatting about how, literally how they're about to murder someone, that would also be a special case where probably shouldn't join in, probably say something against that. You know, there, there are obviously lots of special cases where where, you know, this thing is bad and you shouldn't partake in it and you shouldn't amplify it. But have, you know, it's fine for people to have a, like a, a harmless moan about something once in a while and it's cathartic and it feels good. Okay. And you, sh- you should amplify that when that is happening, the kind of harmless moan. The harmless moan, okay. <laughs> it's a harmless moan. Uh, 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 so, 
So we're saying that if something is harmless, then it's okay to amplify negatively. If yeah. it's harmful in a way that you define in your head at the time, case by case basis, then at that point you should think, am I going to speak up and say something that will attract the scorn of the group initially, but will be welcome in the long-term benefit? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so maybe it's not actually a distinction between positive and negative. It's just a, the only distinction that matters between like harmful and harmless. Yeah. And like, I'm sure there are harmful forms of like positive vibes, right? Sure. If they're talking about how they're going to murder someone in <laughs> positive vibes. Oh my god, yeah, I can't wait. You don't want to amplify that positive vibe. You're like, yeah, slice his head off. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, it's it's really just like harmful versus harmless. And otherwise, just amplify the vibe. Amplify harmless vibes. <laughs> My new Twitter vibe. <laughs> nice. Amplifying harmless vibes. Okay, I think that's an interesting point to end on. Um, I'd be curious to hear what people have to say about this. Have you, have you, have you set up a shared Gmail account yet? Because I still don't have access to it. No, I haven't. Okay, can you do that literally after this recording? Yeah, I'll spend today doing high leverage housekeeping. <laughs> Nice, nice. Have we done an episode on that? Uh, we haven't. <laughs> okay, that, that might come at some point when we're desperate for topic ideas. Mm. By the way, um, you, you, you may have noticed we're often quite desperate for topic ideas. <laughs> and, it, and it often ends up being a scramble last minute to be like, oh crap, what are we going to talk about this week? So if you have any ideas for kind of suggested titles for podcasts, please do send them in via email. Yeah, we do actually have a few good suggestions, which I think we can rely on. Yeah, we, we, a of we, should make, we, we should turn it into like a notion board so we actually keep track of these rather than in a Gmail inbox. Yeah, yeah. it could be public and people like upvote ideas oh yes that'd be funny that would be good um, yeah right. why not should we wrap up let's wrap up any insight or funny thing of the week funny thing of the week we're both now searching through our twitter I mean I'm searching through my twitter for funny tweets I don't know about you <laughs> so actually so my insight was I don't know when it was but a few episodes ago I can't I, I don't even remember what, what, what specific episode it was you implored the audience to start using Twitter. No, this was during a YouTube video of yours, which I don't think is released yet. We've oh, from YouTube. it was. Oh, no, but we, we have released it as a podcast episode. Have we? Yeah. Oh, okay, maybe. That was an in-between episode in the week that we, you were in Malawi or something and we yeah. didn't have anything better to do. Um, so that's coming in a future YouTube video and you were saying that it's all about kind of using Twitter properly and connecting with people. Yeah. And like, I've been trying to be active on Twitter for like a week and already I've connected with like three people that I've been admiring from afar for like two years and just kind of started engaging with their tweets and then kind of DM'd one of them, had like a video call with them and then like that led to other good things. And now we've got this other girl who I've been following on YouTube for the last two years. That sounds weird. Um, who has agreed to appear in a future episode of this podcast. Yeah. Which is awesome. So like just the, the power of Twitter, man. Like It's I'd, amazing. It's, it's incredible. Like you just engage with people and stuff. <laughs> and then I've, I've you know, I, I, I tweeted some like random thoughts that I had when I was at work that was like, oh, this would make for a good tweet. And I tweeted it and it got like, you know, 100 likes, like 15 retweets and yeah, boy. all these like new followers and stuff. And it was, it, it feels really good when you're getting like, you know, the notification that people are, uh, engaging with your <laughs> yeah man it's just about engaging with your fellow man engaging with your fellow man so, so so that's my insight of the week that you know this Twitter thing seems pretty legit that's very nice uh, so uh, please follow me on Twitter at Ali Abdal and follow Tamer at Tamer Abdal yep. that'll and be linked in show notes yeah start using Twitter it's, it's amazing cool. see you next week bye bye bye